Welcome to the Dr. Berg Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Now your host, the man taking your health to a whole new level, Dr. Eric Berg. I have a very, very interesting article I want to post down below, and it has to do with metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome, another name for that would be syndrome X, where your lipids like cholesterol is too high, you have insulin resistance, you have high blood sugar, high blood pressure, central obesity. Now, in this article, they're talking about why metabolic syndrome should really be called hyperinsulinemia syndrome. Now, the traditional conventional viewpoint on this is that insulin resistance leads to increased insulin, okay? But is that actually true? Is it the insulin resistance that causes high insulin or is it the high insulin that causes insulin resistance? Now, to figure this out, all we have to do is observe what happens after gastric bypass, where they're bypassing part of the small intestine which is one part of the body that affects insulin. The other part is the pancreas, but there's something in the small intestine that activates insulin. So when you do gastric bypass, you correct part of the high insulin problem. So you reduce insulin. And they find after this procedure that it reverses type two diabetes by 83%. It also reverses high blood pressure by 63% as well as reversing high cholesterol by 61%. Now let's take a look at this. Diabetes type two, that's high blood sugar, hypertension, and cholesterol. Isn't that syndrome X right here? But it also does several other things. It improves sleep apnea, polycystic ovarian syndrome. It improves the fatty liver, GERD, which is like an acid reflux, and even joint pain. Now, this study that I'm basing this on is this very interesting because they looked at 423 other studies, but focused on 58 of the ones that actually measured insulin. So the direct finding was if you reduce insulin, you produce changes across the board with so many different conditions. And metabolic syndrome is just kind of a collection of several diseases or shall we say symptoms of this high insulin. Now, think about it. When you have high insulin over a period of time, the body's going to start to resist it. The insulin receptors are going to start to resist that high level. So it's really high insulin that causes the insulin resistance. And of course, once you have insulin resistance in the biofeedback loops, they're going to come back and actually raise more insulin, but really only if you keep consuming the things that trigger insulin, carbohydrates, frequent eating. Now in type 2 diabetes, you have insulin resistance and you also have high insulin for a period of time until the cells that make insulin get weaker and weaker and weaker and that goes lower and lower and lower and your blood sugars go higher and higher and higher. So you initially have high insulin and then it kind of goes lower. And in obesity, you have high insulin as well. But you can also have diabetes type 2 and not be overweight. You can be skinny and still have high insulin. Why is this so important? Well, if it is true that high insulin leads to insulin resistance, that leads to prediabetes and then diabetes, then it would be very, very important to actually measure insulin early on and not only focus on blood sugars. 
identifying through a blood test what your insulin is doing would be the best indicator to predict and even prevent insulin resistance as well as prediabetes and diabetes. But unfortunately, there are certain uh, doctors that just don't connect the dots. Uh, they're focused primarily on the blood sugars. And the bigger problem of that, not understanding this concept, is to eventually start prescribing insulin to a diabetic type 2. I mean, think about this. If you have hyperthyroidism, where you have too much thyroid hormones, would you ever give that patient more thyroid hormones? Or let's say you have a hypercortisol problem. It's called Cushing's. Would you give that patient high cortisol? Of course not. But you would only know if they had high cortisol or high thyroid hormone or high insulin if you tested it. Unfortunately, that's rarely tested. In summary, it's the high insulin that occurs way before the prediabetes and diabetes. A person will not have high blood sugars for many years, but they may have a lot of other problems that will then be treated separately like they do with the lipids and the high blood pressure and a lot of these other things. And lastly, and more importantly, if you're new to my channel, um, the, the things that trigger insulin are primarily the overconsumption of carbohydrates and the frequent eating and the snacking that people are involved with to prevent their blood sugars from dropping.